You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When the red light goes, take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Mike Conti, giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station as we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome on in. To the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. I am Chris Thomas, joined as always by the head honcho, Mike Conti. Mike, very, very busy weekend here in the A and beyond as well. But we're going to keep it in a local flavor as we always do to start the show. And uh, I don't know about you, but... I think there's a lot of people out there who owe a certain individual, maybe not an apology, but just a, let me pull the reins back in on some hot takes before (laughs) we really see what this guy can do. Because local products, Stetson Bennett was one of the highlights of the scouting combine this past weekend. I mean, he looked great. His throws, his 40 time was excellent. He looked like he put on, about 10 to 15 pounds of muscle dude was shredded up and Mike that has not been uh, the narrative floating around Stetson I've heard the term UDFA attached to him (laughs) quite often and I think he might have bucked that trend a little bit with his performance I think you're right I think first of all just shout out to the Georgia football program in general I mean all of almost all of their players just absolutely dominated the combine so it you know a lot of bulldogs made a lot of money over the weekend which is cool to see i kind of like the stetson bennett thing just from a content standpoint because now this is going to become a legitimate content piece for us over the next six weeks Mm -hmm. you know now instead of just spending almost all of our time on what the falcons are going to do i i think for the first time in a long time we have this intriguing secondary storyline about um you said a local product i mean he's not from metro atlanta but i think we've adopted him pretty much uh now you have the secondary storyline of where stetson bennett's gonna go and is he gonna be a day two pick is he gonna be a day three pick is he still gonna be a udfa um thought it was interesting today mike griffith on the morning show kind of stuck to his guns that you know the combine probably didn't do a whole lot to Stetson Bennett's draft stock that everyone kind of knew what he was coming into it. Huh. But it but my I will say Mike Griffith, I think, has been very, very consistent in his evaluation of Stetson Bennett over the last two years to Mike. Okay. Um, but no, I, I just I I'm excited. I, I, I think now we've got a little bit of a secondary storyline that is going to be fun to track over the next couple weeks. And 
We'll have Georgia Pro Day, I think, at the end of next week or middle next week, the 15th. That's usually a really, really good opportunity for our guys to get a peek behind the curtain anyway. Um, I don't know if Stetson's going to do the pro day. I don't know if he has to necessarily. I think it could only hurt him at this point based I, on the I, performance I he had. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I think he'll, he'll probably just end up banking what he did in the combine. It's like when you're a senior in high school and you can take the SAT as much as you want but you take the SAT the first time you get a pretty good score. Do you want to go through all that again, or do you just want to take what you've got? I think it'd be smart to take what he's got, but uh, good for him. I mean, just, just goes to show you there are people, when you keep doubting them, do so at your own peril Yeah, because they could come back and really surprise you. You know what, Mike? I'm going to confess something right here. I did not study for my SAT for one second. I knew really? I knew exactly the schools that were in my purview to go to. And they mm-hmm. were all state schools, and mm-hmm. they were all within a 30-minute drive of my humble abode in northeastern New Jersey. Um, so basically, my family was like, you have to take it, but if you get within this range, you'll get admitted. Yep. And I fully admit that. I didn't study because I knew I could probably get within that score without studying. And that's what, (laughs) that's what I did. And and, (laughs) you know, you're a little bit younger than I, so like, did you have the writing portion on the SAT? Yes. We did not, uh, back in my day in, uh, I think I took the SAT the last time in 1998. Uh, we didn't have the writing part. It was just math and verbal. And I was kind of in the same boat as you. Like, what's the point of studying when everything in the study book uh, is probably, you know, the mathematical odds are that these questions are not going to be in my SAT. Yep. You know, the SAT, quite frankly, is to demonstrate what you have learned in school. You can't necessarily study. Like, if you have a science test, you can study the content. You can study the material and be able to recite it and spit it back on a test right. not so with the sat so I, I think i got like a 700 verbal and a 570 math i think is what i got that's, like, pretty, that's pretty good yeah well i ended up going to a state school like you <laughs> but but i was kind of in the same boat like i was either going to penn state or i was gonna have to pay my own way at iowa or missouri and uh you know, my, my GPA was just kind of good enough. My extracurriculars were really, really good. And the SAT, like, I don't know, when you're out of state trying to get into a, an out-of-state school, I guess my my score was just kind of good enough. So I got into Missouri. I got into Iowa. Uh, those were the only three schools I applied to, actually. Um, I This has nothing to do with 92.9, the game, by the way. No, but, but, Mike, as we know, listeners are often more interested – in these sorts of topics than they are about actual sports. Well, well, the funny thing is, like, now looking back on it, I could have gone to an SEC school. I came, Mm. like, really, really close to going to Missouri. Really, really close. Um, Because they had an awesome journalism program, and Mm, they they had a way where if you went there for a summer session and lived there for, like, one year consecutively, you could establish Missouri residency and then get the in-state tuition, which I thought was was kind of a sweet deal. Oh, that's a neat little trick. 
Yeah, but there were two there were two things that um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline kept me from going to Missouri. And and honestly, I think in hindsight, it, I would have ended up here either way. Um, but but the two things that, that kept me from going to Missouri, I was in a really, really hard math class my senior year of high school, and I thought there was a chance I might fail it. And if I did, cool. I, I wouldn't have the math prerequisites to get into Missouri. And I didn't want to put that pressure on me for the final two months of my senior year. And then the other thing, I'll, I'll never forget this. This part was even worse. I drove out to Columbia, Missouri from Pennsylvania over Easter weekend of my senior year of high school. And um, I took a campus tour and the tour guide, what, I mean, Chris, just like these colleges, they know what they're doing when when they, when they set you up with a tour guide, like just a beautiful, beautiful girl from Texas. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, what <laughs> are they all like this year? This, this is incredible. And um, I remember the one thing that kind of struck me about Columbia, Missouri was that it was a little bit of a sleepy college town. Um, and, and I remember asking her, like, you know, what, what do people do here like on the weekends? Remember, Missouri at that point, they were in the Big 12. Yep. So, like, they, they weren't really all in on football. Um, you know, they had an unbelievable basketball program coached by Quinn Snyder at that time. Hey. Uh, give me the ding. Uh, and and so I go, you yeah, know, what, what do people do on the weekends here? And, and she said, well, most of our students will go home. They, they live in St. Louis or Kansas City and they'll just go home. I'm like, well, that, that's not going to help me. Home no, is no, 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 no. 16 hours away. That's not going to help me. She goes, all right, well, you know, that's no big deal. Uh, We have a lot of people who are in the Greek system. We've got a really robust fraternity, you know, program here. I'm like, no, fraternities are not for me. I'm not not getting hazed. I'm not going through all that. I'm not doing that. She goes, oh, okay. Well, well, there is one other thing. A lot of a lot of our students like going to Walmart uh, in town on Friday and Saturday night because at the snack bar there, they do karaoke. Okay. And I remember thinking at that point, like, I am not going to the university. (laughs) And it's a shame. I mean, it's one of those what could have been situations because it might have been a lot of fun. And my priorities were completely messed up. I was more concerned about, you know, partying and, and football and all that. Missouri just didn't appear to have it. But I'm going to guess I would have ended up in the same place had I gone to either Missouri or Penn State. The only difference is I had no student loan debt going to Penn State. So that, mm. that probably worked out for the best for me. And student what, loan de- that is the bane you, of my existence. Well, when you get into our industry, yeah. like student loan debt is killer. Yep. You know, it, we don't make doctor, lawyer, accountant, scientist salaries. We make radio salaries. So yep. student loans are putrid 
for people who make what we make coming out of college. So um, uh, I guess all in all, it worked out for the best for me. But uh, the Columbia, Missouri party scene hopefully has improved quite a bit since then. You could have been running the uh, sports animal out in Missouri instead That's of right. 92 9 the game. Oh, yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you caught any of this this weekend, Mike, but it's definitely worth talking about. There were two live events that took place this weekend on saying TV is a little, you know, whatever, but there was one streaming and one on TV. Did you catch any of Travis Kelsey on SNL? Because I thought he did a phenomenal job. I I did not watch the whole show. I saw his monologue and I saw a couple of the sketches online. And I agree. I thought he was very good. Um, there, there were like one or two times where I think he kind of fumbled with a cue card, but, but for the most part, he was really good. I also did not know he had a dating show like catching a Kelsey. Yep. I yeah. Did not know that at all. Um, so that, that was kind of funny to see that, but, um, no, he was good. I, and I'm going to tell you something. I, I took a little heat on Twitter because after the Super Bowl, I tweeted that I'm sure the Kelsey brothers are really, really nice guys, but I'm a little bit over it with just them being extra, especially Travis after the Super Bowl talking about how no one believed us. No one thought we had a chance. Like, yeah, Pat Mahomes as your quarterback. Like, come on. Come on. So I'll admit I, I tweeted that and took some heat for it. Uh, I, I thought – he did a great job. I thought his brother did a really funny job during the monologue, kind of playing along with some of the, the shtick. Uh, not easy to do. You no. know, Wayne Gretzky hosted Saturday Night Live when he played for the LA Kings and was terrible. Um, Charles Barkley hosted Saturday Night Live, and I think that's when he was playing with the Phoenix Suns. Not, not really that great. Which is surprising, uh, by the way, based off the media career he has carved for himself. Yeah, but but I think it just goes to show you that Charles Barkley's really worked on that. Um, and again, it's different when you're reading cue cards, trying to like act and and be something that maybe you're not, as opposed to Charles Barkley being incredibly authentic when he's on Inside the NBA. Right. I think there's a huge, huge difference. Um so it, it, my point is, it has not been an easy transition at all for uh, athletes to make that kind of, um, you know, move to host Saturday Night Live. And Travis Kelsey may have done it as, as well as anyone. Yeah, and he has the, the underlying quality that is absolutely necessary for that, which is unwavering confidence in himself and I yep. would too if I if I were him if I was 6'5", 270 pounds, extremely handsome guy, you know, well spoken, funny. It's uh, it's not a hard life to live. I would assume to be Travis Kelsey. No, no, but I'll tell you, um, you know, I was having a conversation with someone over the weekend at Atlanta United, and we were talking about how Matt Ryan has apparently stated some aspirations to go into broadcasting. Yep. He'll do a good job with that. Mm -hmm. But from a personality standpoint, Travis Kelsey going into broadcasting, there will be a bidding war over yep. his services. Yep. I don't know if there will be a bidding war over Matt's services. There will be a definite bidding war 
over Travis Kelsey's services. You because, can see Matt easily sliding into like the Boomer or Phil Sims role on CBS. Well, you know, or I could see Matt doing college games, like doing ACC mm. games or, or something like that. Kind of like on that Brian Greasy, Dan Orlovsky track. Uh, whereas Kelsey, I think he goes right into either a studio or a number one or number two booth. Because look, here's why. He's informative. He's entertaining. He's funny, and he's not going to be afraid, I think, to piss anyone off. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And even more so than maybe even a Tom Brady, I would think. Just because Tom Brady has so many outside relationships and outside uh, connections, both with players currently, players past, and endorsements that there may be even some topics he wouldn't cross, but a Travis Kelsey who is famous, but a notch or two below a Tom Brady, you could safely say, you can just let it rip. Yeah. I'm going to have a a hot take for you. I'm going to predict that Tom Brady never makes it into a broadcast booth. Wow. I, I, I still think it's not happening. Throwing away 375 mil? Well, now remember that number has been disputed. Okay. That number has been disputed. Fox says it's way, way lower. Even if it's uh, half. E- okay, even if it's half. But then again, if that's the case, why isn't he going in right now? Why is he taking this gap year? He's taking you a Rogers like sabbatical. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. I don't know about (laughs) you. I don't know about you. When I'm really excited about starting a new job, I'm getting in there as soon as I possibly can. Uh, yes, I can relate, as a matter of fact. Exactly. Like, when we hired you down here, did you want to take a gap year? No. Did, I got did you, want to, you want to take me time? Go no. to a darkness retreat to get mentally ready to work for 92.9 the game? No, you are excited to come down here and you got to work. As a matter of fact, uh, the old former APD here, the, the question was, after we finalized everything, how soon can you get down here? Yes, and I said, that's as always soon the as, question. As soon as you need me. There you go. That's the right attitude. Now, Tom Brady doesn't have to worry about having the right attitude. I, I just, my thing is, if he wanted to do it so badly, he'd be in the booth right now. So I, okay. I, I'm, I'm going to predict that Tom Brady never makes it into the broadcast. All right, we're going to clip this one. Uh, March 6th. March I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to stick with it. March 6, 2023, Mike Conti declares no Brady to the booth. It is done. Real quick before we hit our third and final topic, did you catch any of Chris Rock's special or the fallout from that? Because he he sounded like a man who waited a year to take a yeah. blowtorch to somebody's face. It was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him. Um what I'm still unclear on, did Will Smith ever like really meaningfully and sincerely apologize to Chris Rock? Yes, he did. It okay. was a few months ago. 
He went on. Well, I forget which TV show, but well, it, I mean, it's, policy not accepted. No, like, it's, it's, uh, no. Yeah. The the whole that whole situation was incredibly grimy. I thought for sure it was staged. I thought it was an act. I, I thought it was. Ooh, look at the Oscars being edgy and relevant and all that. And clearly, I was wrong. Um, but yeah, Chris Rockman, he's not over it, and it. it I do, I think, appreciate his attempt at explaining why um, there may have been a little bit of lingering stuff before the incident with uh, Jada. Uh, that that I thought was enlightening. I, I didn't really know that existed and how strongly he felt about it. But right. um, it's fascinating. It, it, and the other thing that fascinates me is if Will Smith was not Will Smith, if he was Chris Thomas, okay, or he was Mike Conti, and he did that to Chris Rock on the street, we'd be behind <laughs> bars. Right First of all, we got we would have gotten our you know what's kicked by his security or whatever, and we'd probably be talking to each other right now. Right. Um, so that's another thing I don't really understand is Will Smith assaulted Chris Rock and his only. Sanction. His only punishment was he's not allowed to go to the Oscars for a year or two, which actually sounds like a reward, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I've, when you, I literally have gotten to the point where I can't name a movie nominated for Best Picture anymore. Me too. It's so, Me too. Yeah, and, and I think that, that's that used why, to be. I I think that's why the Oscars. There's been this push now to have um, like a Best Popular Movie category. Um, right. I do think Top Gun Maverick may have been nominated for something like best audio effects or I don't know, you know, what one of those technical categories, but yeah, you're right. Like it, 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 it it's okay, I guess, because maybe I don't have the same appreciation for what true art in cinema is. Art. Um, yeah, I, but like I am my standard for what I like, and uh, maybe I just need to do better. I I, I don't know. I, I've I, I I've all remember one year I worked in when I was working in New Orleans. Uh, there was a theater out there who did a day long. We're going to show you all the best picture nominees, mm -hmm. and it, I think it started at like ten in the morning and went to midnight. You got unlimited soda, unlimited popcorns. They gave you bathroom breaks between movies and everything like that. And it was a, a full day of watching six movies nominated for Best Picture. I made it through two and a half, and I left. <laughs> two and a half. This would have been like 2008, I want to say. I made it through two and a half and left. Couldn't do it. Boring. But again, I mean, I'm I'm not... I'm only one person. I'm not representative of the entire movie-going public, I guess. By the way, you got a lot of heat for your Forrest Gump take. I yeah, I heard. From, I heard from several people who listen to the podcast that they think that uh, you were off your rocker with that one, mm -hmm. my friend. Well, you know, uh, I have worse takes than that when it comes to movies. Never <laughs> seen Star Wars. No interest to see Star Wars. Never any, seen any of them. Any of them. Mike! Not believable. Ugh. Not believable. Now, what I have seen repeatedly is Spaceballs. I think Spaceballs is hilarious. Come on. If, if I, no, hear me out. 
Hear me out. If I had seen Star Wars, I probably would think that Spaceballs would be Oscar worthy. It, it, like, there's a lot of jokes in Spaceballs I don't get, but it's escapism, it's humor. Um, I just I don't like watching movies that present itself as being reality when it's completely unrealistic. And that's look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. You like Forrest Gump? That's fine. I'm not going to kill you. It, it a lot of people love that movie. Um, I just. If you're going to portray yourself as doing something realistic, make it realistic. That's all I'll say. All right. Moving on, because we don't have enough time for this, frankly, and this needs to be its own episode. Um, finishing off here with, a, speaking of humor, a little humor, a little self-effacing humor from ESPN, which you almost never see. Nope. Reese Davis on the set of uh, they're doing the college basketball thing on Saturday. And he had a little joke about conference realignment. Don't forget, huge game between Arizona and UCLA. And like we might see Duke and Carolina again next week, maybe we'll see Arizona and UCLA next week again, too, in the uh, Big 12, Big 10 Challenge. Oh, oh too, too, too soon? I, I, mean, I, mean the, I mean the Pac-12 championship game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love that from Reese. Take a little needle at it, why don't you? The company's only spending $12 billion a year. It's no big deal. Love that. It's live TV, too. Uh, <laughs> you know, So we, we, we do a lot of things off the cuff, uh, unplanned and sometimes mistaken. But look, I want to tell you something. Reese Davis might be one of my top three favorite um, hosts on ESPN. I don't want to call him a personality because I think that's demeaning. Okay. Uh, it's like calling a newscaster an announcer, right? You know, Reese right. is a legit. I think Reese was a lawyer at one point. Like he, he is a legitimate um, broadcast journalist. And uh, the, I don't know if a lot of people remember in the chaos that occurred really three years ago, right around now, when all the conference tournaments were shutting down and the NCAA tournament was shutting down, everything was shutting down because of COVID. ESPN brought in Reese Davis to anchor the live coverage of that because he had, I think, a credible, authoritative, journalistic presence. Um, when all the awful stuff was going on at Penn State with the Jerry Sandusky scandal, uh, again, ESPN didn't try to have Lee Corso and and some of the, the goofier characters involved in their college football coverage dealing with that story. They brought in Reese Davis because he had a certain level of gravitas. Right. So I, I really do appreciate Reese Davis a lot. He is one of my favorites on that network. Uh, tremendously credible. Calls it the way he sees it. Uh, very, very unbiased, I think. And um, knows when to have fun, but knows when to be serious. Really has that balance. Really admire his work a great deal. I thought college game day, quite frankly, was enhanced quite a bit when he became the full-time host of that show. So uh, big, big fan of his. Big fan of Reese Davis. I thought, got, oh, and by the way, sorry, Chris. I think no, he got no. to start working in Tuscaloosa. 
uh, at a TV station out there. And one of his co-anchors was Mike Salmond, who used to work here at 92.9 The Game. So a little fun trivia for you there. Give me a ding. How about that? Ding earned. Uh, you're on fire. You're catching heat. We're gonna have to give you a heat check soon. I Things guess. are fast and frequent coming on this this episode. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's funny. I thought you were saying all of that as a setup to say, but I completely no. disagree with what he did. No, 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 no. He's good in my book. Reese Davis would have to do. He'd have to have some kind of mortal sin for me to to not like what he does. That's how much I admire Reese Davis. And how about for some practical analysis as a big college? Uh, football and basketball fan are you okay with all of this that's gone on no okay i hate it, I hate yeah. it. Yeah. i went to Penn school i hate it tradition I, sake just ruining I, it. I hate it college i always tell people college football was never better than what it was in 1991 hmm. 1991 was the last year before you started having the the first wave of significant college realignment uh because in 1992 Florida State went to the ACC um South Carolina and Arkansas went to the SEC the year after Penn State went to the Big 10 that was the and then the Big East expanded and like that was the first wave of college football realignment uh 1991 was I think the last year or one of the final years of the CFA where both ABC and CBS had prime games at 3.30 going up against each other. You only had maybe about 12 bowl games, so it meant something to go to a bowl game. New Year's Day, if you didn't like what was going on in the Cotton Bowl, you could change the channel and watch the Fiesta Bowl. If you don't like what was happening in the uh, Sugar Bowl, you could change the channel, watch the Orange Bowl. Uh, All the Blue Blood programs were good. Um, You still had great personalities in the game, like Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier. The the music you heard in the stadium, it was marching bands. It wasn't any of the the piped-in music. College football, that was the last year of college football purity. I, and the, it, it's just gone downhill since. I mean, the, the fact that, like, I, I was out at the Rose Bowl in January watching Penn State, and the fact that Penn State could be playing a conference game there in two years against UCLA, right. I, it just doesn't make sense. And, right. and honestly, I know this sounds silly, and no one cares about the student-athletes, apparently. I just, if I am the parent, if I am the father of someone who plays volleyball at USC, you mean to tell me that you're taking my daughter out of school for four days a week so she can fly to Piscataway, New Jersey, and College Park, Maryland? Give me a break. Yeah, it, It's not good for their mental health, I don't think. It's not good, certainly, for uh, their scholarly pursuits. I think it's a complete waste of time that we're going to be investing that kind of money so the uh, Ohio State softball team can go play a weekend series in Los Angeles against USC in the regular season. It makes no sense. It's a, it, it is a waste of money. It's a waste of time. And it's completely disrespectful to the traditions that have been created over the years in, in you know, regionalism and college sports. There's nothing to enhance anything other than TV deals. I hate it. Well, 
I now we've now we found another topic that we may need to devote an entire episode to. I thought you were going to say 1991 was a great year because it was the year I was born. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Also, Boy, you make me feel old. <laughs> oh, you're making me feel old. Yeah. Now, 1991, look, I mean, it was... Um, Silence of the Lambs, best like, picture. You know, it was a good yeah, year. I mean, it was just different. I, I agree. Like, um, you know, you have a bazillion channels on cable. So if you were a show that was being cleared on a major network or a cable network, it, there was a high standard. Reality TV didn't really exist yet. Um, biased news coverage I didn't think really existed yet. Like, it was, it was a much easier world. You, you know, know what else you didn't mention back into that we had in 1991? Whoa, what? Nelly. Mr. Jackson. It's another great best point. The GOAT. Yeah. Great it's point. The, the best. And, all right. With that, I have so many more questions, but we have so little time. We will Save continue. It for <laughs> we will continue Mike's movie madness and more discussion on the state of college athletics in future episodes. So stay tuned for that. But for now, we will bid you adieu. I am Chris Thomas, joined as always by the head honcho, Mike Conti. Follow him. Mike Conti 929. I am at C Thomas Radio. Talk to you guys soon.